Hey, everybody. We come to you with an emergency podcast as we pause our last-minute Christmas shopping for episode number 106 of the Curtain Call Pod. It's a production of the Yes Network. He is John J. Filippelli, Yes Network president of production and programming and executive producer. I'm Justin Shackle, our great producer, Dan Basson, with us as well. And again, a quick reaction episode, John, because Yoshinobu Yamamoto, he is on his way to the L.A. Dodgers. And I think the big question around here as it pertains to the Yankees is, now what? So uh, yeah, now what, John? Well, you know, it's uh, it, it, what's what's in order now is obviously a gigantic pivot. Uh, I know the Yankees had their heart set on this, and uh, they, they, I mean, they gave it all they had. They really did. They tried everything they could to to make this uh, become a reality. He was clearly someone that the Yankees desired. He's uh, seven or eight teams desired him. I mean, the, the that went after him in a big way, and at the end of the day, it didn't didn't work our way. It didn't work the Yankee way, but. They tried. They tried really hard. They did everything they could do. They took a couple of trips to Japan to scout him. Uh, one with Brian Cashman on, where he threw a no hitter, and they certainly saw his and 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 uh, you know uh, they saw his prowess, uh, you know, firsthand. Uh, obviously, that was uh, it was very impressive, and they came back raving about him. And listen, he was very desirable, and everybody saw the about to see the tapes and the films, and everybody read the scouting reports and. This was clearly a guy that we had in our sights that we wanted. Uh, he was very interested in the Yankees, but at the end of the day, I think being on the West Coast meant a little bit more to him because he could closer to Japan. And uh, ultimately, that's where he decided to go. And we wish him well. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a great talent, and I'm sure he'll have a wonderful career. And uh, But now we have got to find a plan B and a plan C and see where we go here. The Marcus Stroman is out there. Jordan Montgomery is out there. There are pitchers out there that would help us for sure. So, again, where we wind up going will be a, a function of what the other teams want for uh, – for in the case of you know Corbin, what you could what the Milwaukee's going to want for him, I'm sure it's going to be quite a bit. And I don't know if the Yankees have the the farm product right now after the two trades that were made for Soto and for Verdugo, they may not have the product to, to give uh, Milwaukee what it wants. So you know we'll look and see the free agents of Montgomery and uh, and uh, Stroman and there are others out there. They'll look at that as well. Or maybe they they maybe they decide that they're going to have, have build up the bullpen, continue to build up the bullpen. Although that's not going to address the starter thing. They need at least one more starter for sure. Yeah, I think I think you, you you have to go with attacking needs within the rotation here. Uh, let, let, we'll, we'll break this down in two ways. Just a, a reaction to, I guess, the Yamamoto deal in of itself and concrete number one choices for, for you and I in terms of where the Yankees can go to address rotation needs. So credit to our Jack Curry, first and foremost, reporting the Yamamoto signing. Uh, reporting that he would be signing with the Dodgers. It's reportedly for 12 years, 325 million. Uh, the Athletics, Ken Rosenthal reports that there are opt-outs after years six and eight. I don't know about you, John. I get the markets, the market. So congrats to Yamamoto. This has been a, a fabulous intro to the pitcher in and of itself with these terms. He won free agency for sure. These teams obviously know more than, than you and I. And again, the market's the market. But for me, for a pitcher who has never picked up a baseball in the major leagues, those terms make me pretty uncomfortable. It's the largest pitching contract in major league history. I'd be thinking the same here if he signed with the Yankees. This makes me uncomfortable to give a pitcher that we don't know much about $325 million straight from the jump. Twelve. I think I'm probably more comfortable with the 12 years. I get he's 25, and I understand you want to control a guy for as long as you can, but he could throw one pitch, and the entire story is changed. 
even if it was a decade. Remember in the beginning of free agency with this guy, we were talking about seven, eight, nine years. The Dodgers gave him 12 years. That man, that makes me a little bit squirmy in my position here. Well, I think that the 12 years is to spread out the money. Uh, that's that's probably part of it. Look, they made a, they made a, a, an incredible deal and a once in a maybe a once in a generation deal that they could make mm-hmm. the deal they made for Otani, where the money basically you know the, the 70 million, 68 million per year over the length of the contract, which was 10 years, I think, right? Like the contract was 10 years. The the length of the, that's deferred, meaning that they don't have to pay Otani that, that out of the 70 million per year. They only pay, they pay him two million. The other 68 million gets deferred for 10 years until he's sort of off their books. So that is an incredible, that is an incredible deal for the Dodgers, giving them tremendous economic flexibility. So the money that they didn't have to spend there, they didn't, in theory, they have to lay out in 10 years, and then you see what happens in 10 years. But but right now they don't have to lay that out. So that money being deferred gives them great economic flexibility to go make a deal like this. Is it a lot of money? Yes, it's a lot of money. Is it a lot of money? But if you look at the AAV on it, it's, you know, there are pitchers making more money than him. So he's not the highest paid pitcher on the AAV's annual annual value, average annual value that uh, they, they put on uh, contracts, that the average value of that being right. like, what is it? I forget what it was, 27 or 32 million, somewhere. Right. But this is the largest sum. Yeah, it's the largest sum of money because because you know, because of the years, it's the largest sum. But the reality is, the average value of it is not is not the highest. But it's mm-hmm. still a considerable amount of money, and it's enough to make anybody uncomfortable to pay up that kind of money. You know, anytime you're given a contract of ten years, eleven years, twelve years, even nine years, eight years, every judge got a, a massive contract, nine yeah. years at forty million. That's that's a lot of money too. You know, so you 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 have to keep your fingers crossed and hope that there's health in there, that there aren't too many injuries or too many things that could be debilitating. Or certainly something that wrecks a career. You certainly hope that that's not the case. You know, there is insurance money if something like that happens. Some of that money, some of that is insured for sure. But at the end of the day, it's still a lot of money to put out. There's no question. But it's the price of doing business these days. If you know, if that's that's what it is. That, that talent costs a lot of money, particularly pitching. It's very very expensive. That's why you don't want to be put in a position where you go into a free agent market to try and acquire it. You want to be able to develop it to a farm system if you can. That's certainly preferable. The way to do it. If not, you you use your your, your prospects or whatever to make a trade for 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 veteran pitching for for established pitching the pitching that you need you know th- that's 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 what you do but ideally you want to be able to develop it or trade for it you don't want to be in a position to have to sign for it but unfortunately the Yankees were, are in that position they need another starter he was the he's certainly the best one on the market and, and probably not by a little bit and so that's why they went and pursued him as hard as they did they didn't get what they wanted you're right it's uncomfortable but it's the price of doing business and now yeah, the Yankees don't correct. have to worry about that they pivot and they look for they look for alternatives they see what else is out there and in my opinion there are other options that could amount and there's never a sure thing but i i there are more proven pieces out there for me and and again you you may hear be hearing this you could say oh the yankees fell short of of getting the guy they wanted now you're trying to pivot psychologically maybe that could be the case i'm trying to make this easier to digest on myself but one thing that would be tough to hear is uh, that the Yankees didn't do enough to get Yamamoto. They reportedly came in, what, 10 years, $300 million, so a larger AAV than he's actually getting with the Dodgers. To me, it did not sound like Yamamoto truly wanted New York, right? Dodgers, Yankees, Mets, the perceived finalists here. Uh, here. It, it, it feels like L.A. was his true desire, and 
that he leveraged the Yankees and the Mets as a way to get his cake and eat it with with the Dodgers. We were, we were told that he he asked for three hundred million. All three of those teams reportedly met that, and then it went up to three twenty five because that's what L A was willing to give him. Sounded like the Mets were going to match him. So. To me, I look at it as, hey, Yamamoto, 25 years of age, he is an ace when it comes to free agency. Time will tell if he's an ace on an actual major league mound, but when it comes to free agency, he leveraged his way to L.A., got exactly what he wanted. And to me, it sounded like it was always the Dodgers for Yoshinobu Yamamoto. That could be. You know, that could be, Justin. I'm not saying it's not. I, I don't know. I mean, I only know what I know, okay? but But I will tell you this. The Yankees put up, really tried very hard to get him. And the goal once the season ended was the last season was not acceptable to the Yankees, and nor, nor should it be. It was not a great season, obviously. And they needed to make changes, and they needed to improve. They needed to improve their offense. They needed another starting pitcher. They went and improved their offense considerably by getting Soto. And also for Dugo, will certainly help them in some level, as giving them at least a constant force in left field if they want to go there. They got help in center field for defense as part of the Soto trade. They, you know, they've got a good center fielder there. And then you got Soto, obviously, to for, for his bat, and he'll be ter terrific there. So the Yankees up upgraded themselves significantly in that one deal and they tried very hard to upgrade their pitching to give themselves a 1a to go next to Cole they tried really hard for that and it didn't didn't work their way and part of it I think had to do with the, that maybe he was thinking that maybe I'm sure he liked the Yankees I know he did but at the end of the day he just preferred the West Coast to the Dodgers a little bit more that's where he went you know, it wasn't for lack of trying. The Yankees did their best. You got to give them credit. You got to give Hal Steinbrenner and Randy Levine and Brian Cashman and everybody involved in this some props because they tried really hard to make it happen. And But at the end of the day, he really wanted the Dodgers, I think, more than anything else. And that's where he wound up going. So you take your hat off, you give the tip of the cap, and we move on and you look for what, what else we could do to, to improve the team. Obviously, they need starting pitching and they'll look to a market that has been on it to try and get it. Doesn't mean they can't trade for it, you know, but, but where, how do you trade? Who do you trade? A lot of your prospects got diminished and taken away in two trades. Verdugo cost us prospects, and obviously Soto causes a bunch load of them, a lot of them pitchers. So the, the pitching part of the farm system is pretty pretty uh, depleted as we speak. So I don't know where they'll find the bodies to get what they want in a trade market. You know, you'll have probably have to look to free agency, which would, you know, mean that some of the people we mentioned, um, you know, and um, and like I said, Bernson, Corbett Bernson over here, right? Good actor. Uh, 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 is <laughs> good character a, on The Simpsons, too, I believe. Yes, he's very good. Very good yeah. acting. Uh, but Corbett is not a free agent. He's got one year left, but you know he's going his walk here, but he's a dominant starting pitcher, really good. And, and obviously, if there's a way to pry him out of Milwaukee, because Milwaukee's going to look to move him. They, they, they mm -hmm. may the They're going to move him. Just a matter of you know, who they'll get for him, what they can command, what the Yankees can get. But, but he certainly would, would help take the sting, some of the, the Otani, Otani, some of the uh, Yamamoto sting away, for sure. Yeah, uh, to me, with the Brewers and Corbin Burns, it's not a matter of if they'll move him, it's when. Is it going to be yeah. in the offseason or is it going to be during the season? Just to wrap a bow on the Yamamoto talk when it comes to the Yankees. I Again, I, I if you're a fan out there and you're saying the Yankees didn't do enough to get Yamamoto to New York, I vehemently disagree with that. Uh, I think... You know, for for an 82 win team, you're you're saying, oh, they they have no room to not meet the demands of Yamamoto. I I disagree. I think they probably gave him everything he wanted. Uh, again, I think, and this is just me thinking here. You're entitled to your own opinion. I think it was L.A. all along for a guy like Yamamoto. As soon as Shohei Otani structured his contract with L.A. the way he did. I think it was pretty clear that Yamamoto was going to be a Dodger because they were working their way to do whatever it took to secure 
the talents of a Yamamoto to make that contract fit. So I, I feel like Yamamoto, his first choice was the Dodgers. He got it to uh, to go his way, and in a way we go. Now you're you're talking about all the possible options that the Yankees can go now in terms of adding to the rotation, making it stronger in 2024. If you can make one move, John, you listed a, a bunch of them. One move to make, what would it be? Corbin. Okay. I mean, he's. I mean, he's. I mean, I don't know who else they could. You could get. I mean, in, in terms of, you know, that would be first of all, he's an elite pitcher. He's one of the better pitchers in the game. So anytime you could add a talent like that, you go at him. So you know, for as much potential as Yamamoto had and has, you know, he hasn't thrown a pitch in the big leagues yet. To your point, which is true. But but Corbin has, and 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 he's really he's he's an elite pitcher. Look at his numbers. Look at his mm -hmm. record. Look at his Cy Young finishes and stuff. But he's terrific. So if you could get him, you go get him. He would absolutely help us. I think more than anybody else could. You know, Jordan Montgomery showed that. You know, listen, he, he was a solid pitcher with the Yankees while here. He went. And he thrived when he left. He thrived. I mean, he thought. I guess he got to call more of his own game, and he. You know, and he, the, the, they helped him develop his ways that maybe he hadn't developed before. He certainly grew up a lot, and he was he was good in the postseason with the Rangers. He did a nice job for them. So he commands more money. He deserves more money. He's grown up a lot. I don't mean that he had maturity issues. He certainly, as far as I know, he didn't have any. But I'm talking about growing up and maturing as a pitcher. Grew up a lot. So, listen, he certainly, if you had him, he's, that's certainly a good body to have, a good person to have on your staff, for sure. But you know what? They, 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 there's too many question marks right now. Rodon is a question mark. You know, Nestor Cortez is a question mark right now. Until they come back and they show that they're past their injuries, they're question marks. You just have to see where it goes. And, you know, it's, it's Schmidt, you know, I think I think Clark Schmidt did okay as a back-end rotation guy, but I don't know that he's more than a back-end rotation guy. I don't know if he's capable of filling a three slot or, a four, you know, or two, certainly not a two slot or maybe not a three at this point. But he showed he belongs in the big leagues. He, he, he had pitched some good games. He got to a slow start. He got better. So he matured a little bit. And then there's a the bullpen. You know, you can't help with the starters. You think you're going to get those guys back. You got you fortify your bullpen. But Josh Hader is sitting out there. Maybe he's a guy that you put make him the closer. Holmes moves up. He's a setup guy. You know, they're all kinds of combinations you, you fortify the bullpen and those bodies are a lot easier to acquire than starting pitching is although the need is for a starter clearly they need another starter they just do because of depth and stuff and injuries and you don't know who's coming back from who isn't and a lot of this has to play out but the yankees clearly are in need of starting pitching it's just a question of you know how they go about getting it. they'll get somebody who can help them but but you know again dominant i don't know that there is somebody out there who could really help them a lot and that's that's corbin I'm going another way with this because I'm trying to figure out what guarantee again, no guarantees, but what guarantees you the highest level of performance with the fewest amount of question marks. And to me, it's Jordan Montgomery. I think he's the pitcher that the Yankees should be targeting because I, I feel like it involves the least amount of risk when it comes to a pitcher competing in New York. Uh, they, they'd be signing a better version of of Montgomery than they ever had. It goes back to what you were saying, how a pitcher can mature on the mound. Yeah, uh, there, sure. there, there's no guessing when it comes to what Montgomery would provide here. The, the one drawback is that he would be a third left-hander in the starting rotation along with Rodon and Cortez. So that might be leaning too far in that direction, but I would be looking to sign Montgomery, uh, kick the tires on Burns for sure, kick the tires on Dylan Cease. Burns, like you said, one year left before free agency. Cease is under control until 2026, so that would cost a lot. But for me, I would be targeting Jordan Montgomery. You're most familiar with him. It's as close as to a lock for a season in which you have the goal to win it all with Juan Soto currently under contract for just that one year before 
free agency. So I would go the Montgomery route. I would sure up the bullpen with another big time piece, whether it be a hater or a Jordan Hicks type. You 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 lost out on Yamamoto, but you also gained the flexibility financially. So I would I would give out a large contract to you know, Jordan Waka, Montgomery, bring him back. This is Walker out there. Walker had a nice year. Walker Waka inked a deal with the Royals. Okay, so he's not out there. I thought no. he was out. Okay, okay. But yeah, I would go Montgomery. So you would go you would go Burns. Uh, I would I, because Burns is higher end to me than Montgomery. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think Burns is a better pitcher. But, but I think he's I, a better pitcher too. But for one year versus a long term deal of kind of yeah, well, again like knowing knowing what you might get here with Montgomery, I, that's I why I'm leaning toward that way. I don't think right now. I think your long term options have been taken away from you right now. I, I don't know who you're going to get long term. Well, you're right, Montgomery. And I like Montgomery. If, they, if we yeah. get Montgomery, listen, he helps us a lot. There's no question. He's an asset. But to me, Burns is 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 higher end. And if, if you're going to go for it, you know, then you, and, and you can swing that deal. I don't know if they, if they have mm -hmm. what it takes to get him. But if you could get him, I'd rather have him for the year. And I think, because again, this is going to be also Soto right now is a year. You don't know what's going to happen long term there. So right. you kind of play this a little, little bit you can't worry about five years and four years and three years we got to get through next year and we got to be able to come bounce back in a big way and i think the higher end of of corbett is a higher end than montgomery yeah. so again but not to say montgomery is a bad choice he is or dylan cease is a good choice there are people out there marcus strobel i think a little less so but i do think he fits the need i mean if, if, they, if that's what we could get that would help our starting he would definitely help you because he's a solid starting pitcher no doubt so you know those are your options. Some more a little bit more desirable than others, but and some more experienced than others. Some more familiar with the Yankees than others. But at the end of the day, they need to go get something, and I think they're fully aware that that's now their need. And also to fortify the bullpen because the you know, if you fortify the bullpen, because again we haven't even talked about Snell, but both of us don't like. I mean, I like Snell. I mean, he's, he's, he's fine. You like him more than I do. I do, but I but he's not he's not the answer because no. he's only going to give you five innings. And he walks too many guys, and he gets in too much trouble. But he gets himself out of it to his credit. But then his pitch count goes up. He's not. He's not. He's 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 not as good as his record or ERA indicates. If that makes any sense at all. So I'm just saying to you, yes, he's an option, but he's going to cost a lot of money. It's a Cy Young award. He won the Cy Young award. So he's going to cost a lot of money. And I don't. If you're going to spend the money, I'd rather spend it other places than on Snell. That's the way I look at it. I tell you what, this could end up being a very interesting path for the Yankees in 2024 because you have Juan Soto a year away from free agency. Glaber Torres is a year if they trade for Corbin Burns. He's playing on a contract year. They have an option on Anthony Rizzo, so he could theoretically be gone after the 2024 season. Maybe this is the route they go. They try and go all in for this one year, and then you assess where you are, see what pieces fit, see what pieces really didn't. Alex Verdugo, another guy who's going to be on a contract here. So that's five players who make up a key components of this roster. Well, I'm, I'm counting Corbin Burns already. So four, really, four, really. But if you do trade for Corbin Burns, it's another piece to this one-year puzzle for the Yankees in 2024. And, and that could be an interesting route to go. See if it works, go all in, and then you're able to assess and you have that money coming off the books one year from now to try and maneuver and, and fortify this roster in different ways that aren't even in the stratosphere of thoughts right now in, in Yankees universe. So that, that could be an interesting way they go now after Yamamoto going to the Dodgers. You can't win five championships in a row until you've won one. Mm -hmm. 
You can't, they've got to rebound from, from last year. They have to, for a, a whole myriad of reasons, they have to, and they will, they will. I believe, I believe in the, the structure. I believe in the, I believe the people, I still believe in the people running the team. I do. And I do believe that they'll, they'll, they'll find an answer and they will straighten it out, but it's going to take the, you know, there were, there were priorities and the priorities didn't, one priority absolutely was met and that was Soto. That was absolute pride. And also getting a center fielder who could play center fielder, play some, some defense will help them a lot. They've got that too in the deal. So they, they addressed two needs in that deal, that which were great, two major needs that they had. Now, then it was a question of starting pitching. They thought they had their guy. They really believed all along that, they, that we, and I still believe from what I was hearing from the people who run the team and found the team, they were absolutely interested in him. This was not a, this was not, well, we think he's going to go to the Dodgers. No, we thought he was going to go to the Yankees. And we, but there always was that possibility. And maybe in his mind, he was using the Yankees as a stalking horse. That could very well be. And the Mets as well. They could have been used as stalking horses. And it's, it's very possible. Not being in the room and not knowing exactly what went on, I can't mm -hmm. say, can't say. But at the end of the day, it didn't play the way the Yankees hoped it would play. It didn't go that way. So you have to pivot. That's the game. That's sports. That's reality. That's life. So the Yankees will pivot and they will come up with the, the next best solution that they can find to address their starting pitching. But they will address it because they're going to have to. And the bullpen. Don't think that the bullpen doesn't need fortification. It really does, particularly when you have so many questions about the starters because the starters need to give them length. That's why a guy like Snell doesn't make any sense at all. Because that's three relievers. That's at least two relievers a game because he can't, he won't go beyond five or six innings. It's not going to happen. So they need, they need pitching depth as much as they need anything else. They need depth, they need frontline starter, and they need some depth in the bullpen. And that's those are the things they'll look to get. You know, like Hayter's going to be a – Hayter's a lot of money. He's going to be – a lot of teams are going to want him. You know, and I don't know if they've got the stomach for that, for, for that kind of investment. I don't know where they're going to go with that. But I do think at the end of the day, they will go where they need to go. The money that they, they would have spent, at least the 300, I'm not going to say they're going to run with 300 million now in pitching, but I am going to tell you that they, they've got a lot more money to spend now than they would have had they, you know, that had this pressing need. And they had, had made the deal for Yamamoto. So now they've got money they weren't expecting. This will give them some flexibility in acquiring pitching talent, which they're going to need. So a lot of left to do for the New York Yankees as we pause for the holidays coming up, uh, Christmas, the New Year, all coming up after Yamamoto does pick a team, signing with the Dodgers. Where the Yankees go from here is the big question mark in New York. Plenty of offseason to go, plenty of free agents to go, and plenty of trades to explore. John, anything else before uh, we land the plane here for the holiday break? No, just say uh, to our, our listeners out there, thank you very much for supporting us, being part of what we do. We uh, wouldn't do this without you, and we do this for you, and we do this with you. So thank you for you know, the notes that you sent us. We get some notes, some cards, some notes, and you know, uh, enjoying what we do. And then thank you very much for that. And uh, we thank you for your patronage. And uh, you know, we always try to give you the, the best show, the most interesting information that we can provide. We always try to be there for you. So thank you for that. Have a happy holiday to all our, our listeners. And to you too, obviously, Justin. You too, Danny. Danny, you do a great job. Appreciate all that you do. And uh, everyone at Yes who supports us and uh, allows this to happen. Uh, John Litter is a great boss because they get it. Eric Boschnack, who's uh, my uh, is our you know uh, my, uh, my my junior sidekick there. I love him to death, and he's awesome. And uh, Troy Benjamin, Bruce of the Yankee Games, Danny Barr directs them. They do a wonderful job. So to all of that, to all of us, to everybody, the staff, all of you listening, we say thank you very much and have a great holiday. Here, here to everything that you just said. You uh, saved me a, a ton of time there as we uh, we lock out here on the Curtain Call podcast. So yes, happy holidays to all. Happy holidays to you, Flip. 
Everybody, thanks for listening. We will talk to you in the new year here on the Curtain Call podcast, a production of the Yes Network. Take care, everybody.